The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. It's time to turn your site into a money-making machine. WebmasterRadio.fm presents the Shoe Money Show. Your host, Jeremy Shoemaker, covers all the angles from contextual advertising, affiliates, donations, subscription, direct sales, pay-per-click, and more. The Shoe Money Show will help you get the most revenue using various streams of income. Show me the money. Now, join your host as we bring on the bling. Give it up for Shoe Money. Hey everybody, what's up? Today is Tuesday, the 3rd of June. I am your host, Jeremy Shoemaker, also known as Shoe Money. And today, um, well actually, uh, you're pretty much a regular now on the show, um, Jennifer Slag of Jensen's.com. Jen, how's it going? Hello everyone. Good, good. We're both awesome. streaming so, live on Ustream.tv for anyone who wants to come poke fun at us. <laughs> Yep, we are live on Ustream TV. You can also see it on my blog, shumay.com, and also on the Webmaster Radio blog. So, um, anyone who we see him piling in now. So, good stuff. So, um, we have an interesting guest today. Um, I don't think he's called in. Brasco, if you could let me just whenever he calls in. Um, we will have... All right, awesome. So... Um, we have a really cool guest to get to in a second, but um, we also have quite a bit of just regular music or just uh, ugh, regular news going around. Sorry, I was like doing everything to get the webcam set up at the last second. So, so what's new with you, Jen? Oh, I spent my morning trying to figure out how to make my brand new webcam work so that we could both be on uh, co-hosting at the same time, and that was pretty much my entire morning. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Well, we'll go ahead and, uh, so David is with us, is that right? We have David Marcus on the line with us. David, are you there? I can't hear him, Brasco, if he's talking, so... Well, anyway, um, hear me? what's that? Okay, Dave. Let me call you back from know. another line. This line is, uh, I'm, I'm having problems here. Okay, I can hear you now. Okay. You can? I feel like we're in a Verizon commercial. All right. Anyway, <laughs> David Marcus is, is the uh, CEO of Echovox, which is the company behind Zong, which is basically a... Um, a mobile monetization platform. We'll, we'll actually get the official line from him when he when he comes on the show. But I first heard about it when um, Lauren Feldman uh, had a, a video post on his site where it was like it was just it was like I try to convince this homeless guy of this, and he tries to convince me of this, and it'll cost you a buck if you want to see it. And um, I thought you know I thought that was pretty cool. I know he had a lot of people do it, and he actually got a lot of interesting feedback from it. Um, so I. I thought it was a cool way to monetize content and thought he would be a cool guest to have on. Have you had a chance to look at the Zong platform at all, Jen? I had a quick look at the uh, website in between trying to install and uninstall drivers on my uh, computer this morning. So I don't, I mean, you're obviously way more in tune with all the SMS mobile stuff more so than I am. Have you, have you used it as a, to monetize anything? 
You know, I haven't. I've looked into this platform. I set it up. They approved me in about, let's see, it took about 10 hours. It took a little, it was a little lengthy to approve, but I'm sure, you know, handling the money the way that they do in all the countries they do, they have to go over it quite a bit. So, um, you know, they went over uh, the account and then ended up approving me, and I just, I haven't had kind of the conads to actually, like, make a post. Because I was like, I, I'm telling you what, when I do it, I'm going to charge, like, 20 bucks. And people are going to go crazy. Mm-hmm. So everybody listening, yes, I'm doing it. I will do it eventually. I'm going to charge like 20 bucks, and it'll probably get me a lot of links just because it's crazy price. So I'm just telling you, I'm throwing it out there, and uh, it's a win-win. Either people will write and say, shoot my stupid look at his site, or they'll buy it. And I win either way. Your thoughts? <laughs> um, are you there? Am I by myself? I'm here. <laughs> okay, all right. It sounded right. almost like you were about to go into a nice deep thought there, so I didn't want to disturb your thought process. No, that was it. I was just asking for your thoughts on that. I mean, would you ever use it to monetize, like, your website? I don't have a lot of websites that people go on with their mobile. Um, other than I know I see a little bit of traffic um, on my blogs, but nothing that's really um, anything that I monetize. Like I can see your site, some of your sites would definitely get a lot of mobile traffic. And I'm kind of—I'd be interested if you could tell us like what kind of companies are using it right now and how they found it. Yeah. And I also yeah, noticed that all the pricing is in euros, and so I'll have to break up my trusty little. Uh, Yahoo Finance calculator to figure out how much that actually is. <laughs> yeah, so is David back with us? Nope. No, what's happening is he's trying to get to, a, to an actual phone because uh, the other two phones wouldn't really work out. Okay. So, you know, the cool thing I like about it is basically you can just you just bill things to your phone. And it's just so easy. People are so much more willing to give out their phone number as a form of billing than they are a credit card. And, and all the studies I've ever yeah. seen... So, um, Even you know, here, I, I see a lot of things like, you know, get your horoscope for, a, you know, charge a dollar to your phone bill kind of thing. Sure. Exactly. And, you know, I think that you'll just, you're going to see, like, more things, you know, your phone number being used as a, as a credit card more and more and more. So, um, you know, especially as a way of doing micropayments. So I think he's really on to something there. Hopefully we'll have him on. Um, all right. David, so we talked uh, about... The phone, I'm sorry. No problem. We've we've been trashing your product, so hopefully <laughs> you can defend so it. I'm, I'm, no, I'm, actually, I just arrived in time to save the day, right? Uh, okay, so um, I was just told that our, our streaming cam has the wrong phone number, so I'm going to, Brasco, give me the right phone number. Just text it to me. All right, so um, David, tell us about Zong. Well, Zong is actually a, a platform of a company called Echovox I started about seven years ago. And um, what it does is basically simplifies uh, all the connectivity with the carriers. We've got an infrastructure where we connected about 60 carriers across the U.S. and Europe. And basically, we've, uh, we're tightly integrated with their billing systems, and that enables us to deliver content to cell phones and bill for content, whether it's delivered to cell phones or consumed, uh, used somewhere else. Got it. And so I was telling everybody, I first saw it on Lauren Feldman's blog, um, mm-hmm. and I'd never heard of it before then. And basically, you know, he said, hey, here's this funny thing. Here's a guy. I'm trying to explain to him how to do something, and he's trying to convince me of something else, and he's a homeless guy. And it was, it was cute, and he charged like a buck, and I thought, wow, 
that's pretty slick, you know, how you, how you uh, basically you can't see the video unless, you know, you put in your phone number and charge it to your phone. So, um, I mean, in general, just talking about, you know, I mean, in studies, I've been in the mobile industry for quite some time, and, you know, people in all the studies I've seen are way more apt to get out their phone number than they are a credit card. Just because it instantly, unlike, I was going to say, unlike with a credit card, um, when you give a phone number, they can instantly confirm that, yes, it's actually you and you have it and all this stuff and stuff like that, whereas with a, a credit card, they can't really confirm too many things. Correct. I, I think, you know, as far as the um, the usage goes, I mean, people are extremely reluctant to pay things uh, with credit, with a credit card. You know, it's uh, it's that painful moment where you take your credit card out of your wallet and uh, type uh, the 16 digits and the uh, credit card verification code and your address, etc., which is kind of a painful and long process. And uh, in the web industry, the average conversion ratio there is about 0.5%. And uh, the funniest thing is when uh, you make transactions, you, you initiate transactions from cell phones, you can go as high up as 6 or 7% uh, in terms of total conversion from non-paying users to paying users or subscribers. And, um, and I believe that, I mean, one, it's much sim simpler. You just simply, you know, type in your cell number, you get a PIN code uh, on your cell phone, and then you, you type the PIN code back on the web, or you simply send a text message. Um, so it's it's much simpler, and um, the time to complete the transaction is much shorter. But also, end users just don't feel like they're paying because they're not used to paying with their cell phone, so the conversion ratios are much, much higher. Gotcha. So I have a question about actually locking down the content. I haven't used it. I did. I was explaining to the users um, that I had, I signed up for it, and about, I think it was about eight or nine, ten hours later, I was actually um, approved uh, mm -hmm. right away. So I thought the approval process, you know, it, it kind of, it's kind of a double-edged sword when, when it takes a while to get approved, because you're all excited about it, and then you don't hear anything, and then, but then at the same time, you know, it's, it's when you do get approved, it does give you that kind of level of, okay, well, they're not just approving every Joe Schmo. Obviously, you guys are in a lot of countries um, that you know, might be a little riskier than, or let's just say you're all over the planet. So you probably need to do a lot more due diligence than, say, somebody that just limits themselves to U.S.-based people. Yeah, I think, you know, it, it really depends on where you want to launch a service. In certain countries, we, we, we do a, a pre-validation because the carrier rules are tighter than uh, than some other countries. But in general terms, you know, carriers are, are really... Um, they're really paying attention to that extra line you're adding on a on a phone bill, uh, and uh, they want to keep their customers and their subscribers happy, and they want to keep their hotline uh, calls, the number of calls to to their hotline complaining about charges, etc., very low. So uh, they're they have some pretty stringent rules for people connected to their networks to uh, to abide by, and uh, that that's why we need to to do some checking to make sure that it's not a a scam of any any kind before uh, some of the services on the, are launched, gotcha. but it's it's not it's not the case in all the countries. Gotcha. So, um, how are you guys? I mean, like, I don't need to get into any like uh, specific uh, protected um, technologies or anything, but I mean, like as far as locking down the content, I know Lauren was doing video. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, was it was it video that was? Did you guys host the video, or, or how is it being locked down? 
No, actually, um, it, it really depends. I mean, the, uh, Zong is not only payment. It, it can do a lot more. Uh, what, what we're trying to do here is push payment because it's an easy-to-understand concept, and as such, it provides such a, a better conversion ratio uh, than PayPal or any other credit card payment processing engine for you know microtransactions. That that's what we're pushing. So basically, the platform enables you to initiate transactions on cell phones of about half a billion mobile subscribers across the U.S. and, and Europe. So the, the locking, as far as uh, Lauren's blog or any WordPress blog is concerned, is straightforward because we've launched a, a WordPress plugin. So if you actually go to the uh, the WordPress uh, plugin directory and search for Zong, uh, you'll find it. And then uh, if you've got a, a WordPress plugin, and, and that's you know the, the common blog platform now, most people run that. Uh, you can install the plugin, configure the uh, the countries you want to launch your services in, and uh, and then off you go. So uh, that's part of the, the 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 new side of Zong that we're we've been pushing, and we announced that CTIA in April, which is the developer network. So if right. you go to actually developer.zong.com, create an account there, install the the WordPress plugin, and configure the countries, then off you go. So you'll you'll be live in actually less than an hour. Gotcha. So is it is it? Do you find that more? Because now I've seen more and more blogs using it. I mean, have you kind of hit a tipping point with blogs, or what was kind of your bread and butter before? I guess what what, what sites have been doing the best with it? Well, I mean, before, I mean, the, the company, what we've been doing for the past seven years is actually providing services to large media companies. So the Bertelsmann, RTL of these worlds, uh, and that, that basically use our infrastructure to do uh, mass voting for uh, the European version of American Idol to, uh, you know, content delivery or, or mobile entertainment products. Uh, and, and that's kind of the, the traditional business. But to, now we're launching... Um, with Zong and especially with the developer network, we're focusing on, on monetizing web audiences with mobile. And blogs, you know, it's kind of a, a nice way for us to show how easy it is to pay for content on the web with a cell phone. Uh, but there are very few blogs that I, I think, you know, will, will have a, a lot of transactions around that because you need to have very, very... Uh, good content and video content. I think definitely Lauren is, is definitely one of them. He he's got you know hilarious videos uh, on a, on a weekly basis, and uh, for some of them, people might be willing to pay for it. But the whole point here is you know we're focusing a lot on uh, gaming sites, on dating sites, on uh, social networks that have a potential for monetization around you know virtual currencies, uh, virtual worlds as well as is one of our target markets because it targets, you know, a younger demographic and paying uh, with your cell phone to get virtual currency is definitely one of, one of the, the things that work extremely well. Uh, and we've got a bunch of customers there. Uh, so we see a lot in, uh, really a lot in the, uh, in the social dating and gaming uh, sphere online. Gotcha. So now, um, you know, it sounds like, I mean, especially the gaming platform, I know a lot of excellent Flash developers you know, have always had a hard time monetizing their platform. So it sounds like this is is really, especially on a on a micro level. Um, you know, I think I think there's been a need for a long time for a good uh, microprocessor that was you know didn't take a huge chunk and didn't have the huge limitations that PayPal puts even for their microprocessing and and then the ease of just using a 
a mobile phone. So I think you guys are on to something over there. Obviously, you know it because you've been doing it for a long time. But I, uh, You know, I think I agree. I, I, the, the, the overall thing is you need to tie that in to the user experience. So I think, you know, definitely Flash developers can integrate the whole, you know, give me your phone number and we'll extend the user experience to your phone and as well, you know, charge you two bucks a month or whatever to participate to the game. And I think, you know, if you combine the uh, user experience extension to the cell phone with transactions, uh, then you, you really have the best of both worlds, and you, you start to seriously generate some, uh, I mean, you, you generate some pretty serious volumes from that point on. Gotcha. So, um, so for those users that are, we have over, we have actually over 100 users now watching the actual, if you go to Ustream.tv, we actually, it was the first day that we decided to switch from Yahoo Live to Ustream, and so we, we're actually on the front page of, of Ustream. We don't have the audio going, piping exactly real-time through there yet, but um, so for those people that are actually listening or trying to listen, if you actually go to um, shumai.com, webmasterradio.fm, or the webmasterradio.fm blog, you can listen live um, as you're watching. So we'll try to work on that in the future to see how we can actually have a live audio going with the stream as well. So... Um, well, I mean, the, the product, the Zong product, I've got to tell you, I really like it a lot. And um, I think it's, it has a huge, especially with blogs. I mean, there's so many. I think Lauren's post about monetizing his, his uh, content was right on spot. I mean, nobody, I mean, everyone right now is just willing to give away this amazing content for free. And, you know, I mean, I think that if somebody, you know, lands an interview with somebody or, you know, does something else, I think a lot of people would want to pay to see that. And so... You know, I think I think your platform provides a very easy way for them to do that. So I really I really like it a lot. Thanks, thanks. Now and I, and I think I agree. I, you know, you see a lot of uh, a lot of the the companies that have made uh, a lot of money on Facebook uh, in the early days of the platform are are seeing that type of problems as well. I mean, the the advertising revenue tends to decrease with uh, you know poor CTRs. And uh, and so the, the the overall CPMs are, are are definitely decreasing, and they need to find a, a new way to monetize their service, their content, and uh, and we definitely believe that uh, mobile transactions and mobile monetization is the way. All right. Well, thanks so much for coming on. Do you have any uh, last words of wisdom, or you know, anyone out there looking to monetize their content? What kind of you know? We I guess we've kind of covered what kind of works or anything, but just uh, any parting shots. No, well, I think you know we're we're just at the very very beginning of of what we're seeing here, and I strongly encourage you know web entrepreneurs to start building the the next uh, mass market D two C web service, uh, leveraging uh, the capabilities that we put at our at their disposal. So uh, I'm I'm really eager to to see these new business models coming up. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on the show, and um, we'll look Thank forward you. to seeing what's going on with Zong. And feel free to come back and, and give us an update. Will do. Thank you for having me. All right. Thanks so much. So with that, we'll go ahead and go to our first commercial break, and we should be back in about four minutes. Time to cash some more checks. Shoe Money will be back in a flash with the cash. 
Don't be fooled by your web analytics. If you think your web analytics are giving you all the information needed to manage your paid search accounts, you'd be shocked to see what they're not telling you. How are you tracking sales received over the phone that resulted from your PTC ads? Now, you can track call-in sales by campaign, search engine, and keyword with Engine Ready Call Analytics. Optimize top spending keywords with more accurate tracking and achieve higher PPC profitability. Get started now tracking your PPC call and sales with Engine Ready Call Analytics. Visit EngineReady.com to see how easy and inexpensive accurate call and tracking can be. EngineReady.com. Friend Finder. Friend Finder. The world's largest online dating network. Featuring over 100 million profiles at hot sites such as Passion.com and FastCupid.com. Represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With Friend Finder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. wallet. Get more traffic-maximizing details now at FriendFinder.com. When it comes to finding the right customers with the right keywords, all you have to remember is ABC Search. ABC Search is the world's largest privately held pay-per-click network, giving advertisers the best pay-per-click traffic. With over 6 billion searches a month and industry-leading protection using ClickShield, their patent-pending fraud identification software, you can trust ABC Search to deliver the best possible traffic. When thinking about PPC and publisher solutions, all you need to remember is ABC Search. Quality partners, quality search, abcsearch.com. Strike point. Yahoo is going to turn index tools into a free service. I mean, from, a, from an Australian point of view, it makes a whole lot of sense for, for Yahoo to do that. It'll be awesome for a lot and lot of users. If it's not going to be a free thing, then obviously we, we should stop telling anyone it's going to be a free thing because obviously that's going to hit the sales pretty much straight away. Strike point. Live broadcast Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the International Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Find Webmaster Radio now on Facebook, MySpace, and Twitter. Add us today from the webmasterradio.fm homepage. Fail, fail. Here's more of the Shoe Money Show on webmasterradio.fm. All right, you. Now with cash, no funny, funny stuff. Now, join your host, Schumann. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. So, um, that was the CEO of Zong, and uh, his name was... <laughs> Just look at I got a little caught off guard. David Marcus, thank you, Brasco. So, that was so funny when he was... When he first came on, I was like, yeah, he's Jen, what do you think? And I'm, like, digging through my email looking for his name. So, um, yeah, David Marcus from Zong.com. So for those looking to monetize uh, your content or just whatever, it's really cool because you can use it several places where you cannot use PayPal or other forms of payment. So Zong.com, Z-O-N-G.com. Cool guy. Thanks uh, to David for coming on the show. So we have several other things we want to get into. One, um, I guess the first thing we could jump into is the new Google icon. They switched from the big G to the little G, is that correct? Yeah, and you wouldn't believe, like, it created like, this total uproar. Everyone was talking about it. And, you know, it must be nice to be a site that is so noticeable that everyone just goes nuts when you just do something as minor as changing your little save icon on your uh, 
on your homepage. <laughs> I hadn't, I didn't notice yeah. it on uh, like on AdSense and stuff and all the other things, but I definitely noticed it on the homepage. And it actually took a little while to uh, to get through on my browser, even though I was like refreshing and dumping cookies and doing all kinds of stuff. But personally, I'm not a big fan of the new the new uh, save icon. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's kind of lame. I mean, as a did you say you were a fan or not? Not really. Yeah, I think I think the the old one was cool, but um, I mean, like, I think they just did it as a publicity stunt. I mean, it doesn't look better. Um, I don't I don't know. I mean, it definitely got a lot of uh, publicity. So yeah, I mean, I don't, what it is, really I know. mean, it, what it is, they took the little G off their their logo and used it instead of the big G. So it wasn't actually like a major dramatical difference, but. It, looking at it in my um, in my browser right now, it doesn't look like a G. It looks like some weird funky a number eight. Whereas the yeah, G is I, definitely a big G. It looks like a. It almost looks like an ampersand. So yeah, um, I saw someone just put that in the chat room too. Yeah. Brasco, I don't know if you're signed in under your name in the chat room, but, yeah, anyone in the chat room, if you have any questions, feel free to ask. Uh, me and Jen, Jen, of course, is a contextual advertising expert, among other things, um, and uh, I kind of cover other things. and We can do site clinics or whatever. So, yeah, I agree um, with Brent that it does look amateur, and it looks like an ampersand. I, I'm not real big on the little G, and uh, I, I think it worked for them as a publicity stunt, but um, as far as long-term branding, I think they should switch it back, get all the get more links, and then sell the same thing. So, <laughs> yeah, actually, definitely need those links. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's what they need is more brand awareness. So, we have there's there's other things going around. One thing I was wanted to address was uh, as of effective June 30th, Microsoft is canceling the Google Ad Center affiliate program. So they they still are going to have affiliate programs for some of the Microsoft products, but um, the ad center portion of that, as of June thirtieth, is going to cease. So I was surprised by that. So was I actually, because they they still own a very significant enough market share, in my opinion, that that is a smart move. Considering, especially Google is still running their AdWords affiliate program, and you know what's going to stop everyone from just switching their links over to Google. And especially, I mean, Microsoft is doing all these crazy things lately, like the pay, like the uh, monetized search thing where you get money back or cash back, I think they call it. It's, um, it just doesn't seem like the best decision for Microsoft to be doing when they're still trying to get more advertisers. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, and, and also, yeah, in the event of, I mean, they're just so, they're just, they should be focused on growth. And, and I think the affiliate program was, is a really key way. I think they were doing a crappy job of really getting the word out about the affiliate program. And I don't know. You know, I just, I just think that um, it, it, it just really stopped the momentum before it ever gets started, not that great of a thing. So bad call on Microsoft. I don't, I don't understand that. Last week we had them monetizing search and incentivizing people to search, which is – you know, generally a really bad thing um, as far as quality goes to the advertisers, and now they're killing off the uh, affiliate stuff. I wonder, you know, it just, it just makes you say, hmm, because obviously it's been coming for a while. You know, they just announced it, but it wasn't just decided, so. Yeah. Well, the other thing they're, they just, I just saw announced, I guess it was today or yesterday, that now Microsoft wants to replace 
the you know the traditional 404 page you get when you search an IE. They want to replace it with um, their own kind of branded 404 page that has their search results on it. And oh, so you'll nice. remember, I I downloaded the Google. Um, they had a beta toolbar out a few months ago, and I went and downloaded it. And one of the things it uh, it had on it was this um, this customized 404 page, and I think it. I can't even remember exactly what was on it, but, you know, you can definitely do a search and you're going to find a whole bunch of people ranting and raving about it. But pretty much Microsoft is doing the exact same thing. And I haven't actually noticed everyone going all crazy over it like they did with Google. Um, it's, yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't think personally they should be messing around with it. You know, but that's just my opinion. What's your thoughts on them wanting to force you to use their search results on a 404 page? And essentially, I mean, because we get, um, if you have spyware or adware on your computer, if you go to a, four, if you end up on a 404 page, they put their own search results on there. And you've got to think that Microsoft's going to be putting their ads on there too. Just no ifs, ands, or buts about it. They're, they're, they've got to be doing that. Yeah, I, I just don't. I don't know what Microsoft is thinking. Um, you know, I mean, they, I mean, evident. I mean, they got to have somebody smart there at search. And um, I don't know. I've, I've talked to. Do you know? You know the redheaded dude who? Um, I don't want. I don't want to say his name, but but that guy's a cool guy, and I know he's a smart guy, and I know he gets it. And whenever I talk to him about stuff, he just kind of rolls his eyes and it's like, yeah, yep. I mean, so they they know. I mean, I think it's just the people that actually make decisions are not actually talking to people. So it's too bad because they. I mean, you're definitely you definitely see them getting their butt kicked. So well, Brasco, another thing actually, Microsoft just did is on. Um, I think it was last week I heard about it. They've struck a deal with HP now, where HP is going to pre-install uh, Microsoft toolbars on all their. Uh, all the stuff they, all the computers they send out. Similar to when I I bought a Dell last year and it came all completely branded with Google Desktop, Google Toolbar, Google freaking everything. Um, and HP is they've struck a deal with Microsoft and HP so that uh, they're going to have it all in there. Yeah. Very interesting. You know, I wonder. Uh, have you did you happen to see? Speaking of of search and kind of forcing users to see ads, did you happen to see Google? demoing the Android platform last week. No, I didn't. So, so Google had, you know, this whole developers conference last week, and one of the things they debuted was the Android platform. They basically let everyone in um, to, well, not everyone, but that was actually with Google Apps. They allowed everyone to come in. But in the Android platform, they actually showed, like, live demos. And, man, I mean, it is freaking slick. I mean, it does everything the iPhone does and then a lot more. Plus, it's going to work on a bunch of different carriers. So, you know, and, and it's all Google-powered. I mean, it's freaking Gmailed out. It's, you know, got Google Maps everywhere. It's got Google Finance. It's, I mean, it is the Google phone without the Google branding. Or, or I shouldn't say the Google branding because it has that, but it, without the Google, what's the word I'm looking for? The actual, you know, owned by Google so it's it's really interesting to see um, what's going to happen with the market share when the when the actual Android platform is launched. Uh, I think I think it's supposed to happen Q4 of this year. Anyway, at least the development model. So yeah, I know there'd always been lots of rumors going on that Google would do something like that. 
like for years yeah. we've been talking about you know Google PC and <laughs> it'll be interesting to yeah, see how totally. that rolls out and how people take it. Yeah, I mean like. Google, I had a, a question out on the blog the other day about, somebody said, you know, in five years, where do you see Google? I said, I just could see them continue to, you know, just completely land grab um, over and over and over, you know, just more and more properties on the Internet. And I don't see that changing at all. And, um, you know, they, they know where their bread is buttered, and, and it's in, you know, just massing, um, you know, the, the Internet properties, whether it's YouTube or, you know, search or whatever, you know, signing deals with AOL or Yahoo or whoever to, you know, put their ads. They're, I think they're the best at advertising. I mean, they, you know, they're a search company and all this crap, but, I mean, they are dominating advertising, and advertising is where they make all their money. So, um, you know, I say they're first and foremost, gen, you know, an advertising company. I don't think it really takes a rocket scientist to see that. So, yeah. um you know, with Android, I think it just gives them, you know, like we just had the gentleman on from Zong, you know, I think, and he was talking about the half billion people, you know, that you can instantly monetize. I mean, Google's about to just nail that market. So I, I only see them just skyrocketing. I mean, they're, it seems like every week Yahoo and Microsoft are playing, what can we do now that Google was dominating three years ago? You know, I mean, they're just so far behind now that, um, I mean, I don't think that they should quit, but I mean, they... They need to start innovating and stop trying to keep up. So that's my take on that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Microsoft has done a few things. Um, like they had this, I, you know, I'd seen a couple things when I'd gone out there. And they, they've done a few things that I thought were quite, quite innovative, but it seems that they have this definite, you know, it's, a, it's an old company versus a new company. It's a a lot more just Microsoft is so much more corporate-y, and it's like things have to go through so many, you know, levels of hierarchy to get anything approved or done, whereas Google, you know, especially with their 20% time, they seem, that's how, I mean, that's how AdSense started, like how it um, expanded from when they bought uh, Applied Semantics. And I think Google's just going to continue to innovate, and unless Microsoft can kind of figure out what they can do to get a hold of some of that innovation. They're just they're just not gonna be able to compete. Yeah, totally agree. All right, what else do we got going on? Did you find any other I know you were looking for some Oh, there's an interesting okay, thing on uh, the weekend where uh, Google went and took out all the blogspot blogs and .info domains right out of the search index. I think it was out for about six hours. And there's a couple threads on Digital Point, I think. Um, it was kind of interesting. They say it was a complete glitch, but you have to think that there had to have been something behind it that wasn't quite a glitch and more a let's kind of see what the search index looks like if we get rid of all the dot infos and blogspot spam. Yeah, I agree. Even though, um, there's still so much blogspot spam, even though it's you know way better than how it used to be, it's I mean, there's a lot of crap in there. Yeah, definitely. And and also, I mean, every, people have been talking about how they've lost a lot of long tail traffic recently as well. I don't know if those are related, but um, hmm. I'm not an SEO, so I don't know. Well, I know a lot of my long tail searches end up going to, uh, in Google, end up with Yahoo Answers uh, results. Yahoo Answers That's is funny. everywhere in Google right now. That's funny because when the lost... Um, on ABC, um, if those who don't watch Lost, you need to catch up. 
Um, so basically, <laughs> on Lost last week, it was so funny because you found out the name Jer- Jeremy Bentham. And um, me and Jen were like, we're total Lost freaks, so we're like scouring the Internet. Like, and all of a sudden, the first result for the longest time was the Yahoo Answers where somebody asked who he was and people were responding, which I thought was actually a good user experience because people were actually answering and giving you background on it. So I thought, yeah. I thought that was okay. I don't know what... what the funny what thing with Yahoo Answers is, lately a lot of times I've gone and clicked through to see it and I get a, a weird error result, like this, is currently, this answer currently isn't available or something, something kind of off for what it should be displaying. And I've come across a lot of those lately, so I don't know if they, they've been having a problem with spam and they're trying to clear it out. But I also noticed that they just have so many, they'll have the exact same thing. So that Jeremy Bentham uh, question and answer, it would show up on Yahoo Answers Canada, Yahoo, the regular Yahoo Answers, Yahoo Answers UK, Yahoo Answers uh, Donald Japan or Australia or whatever, whatever all the, you know, the country branded uh, Yahoo Answers are. And that's not a good user experience because I ended up doing a search for something. And the first one was Yahoo Answers Canada. And I got, um, I got one, one that just didn't quite answer my question. So I went down to the next one and I got the identical thing. It still wasn't what I was looking for. I went down again and then I got this weird, isn't available. So I don't know if it's a, they're trying to master a duplicate content, some sort of issue there, or, or if they've just been, you know, calling all kinds of answers out of their Yahoo Answers database right now. Yeah, that's wild. You know, my, I was just looking at my search traffic for that and it's still like, my my blog is actually like the the first actual lost result from what I can find if you spell it correctly. If you spell it incorrectly, it's number one. But um, but if you spell it correctly, because there was actually a very famous. Um, I'm not telling you anything, but for those you know <laughs> the Jeremy Bentham character, there's actually a real philosopher and um, all kinds of crazy stuff. But anyway, so that was. But yeah, a lost. <laughs> so it's, a, it's kind of wild how Yahoo gives such authority to some to so many properties that they don't control, like you know Yahoo Answers and and things like that, and Wikipedia, and it's good in a way because I mean, can you imagine if like Google Groups all of a sudden just dominated every result instead of Yahoo yeah. Answers or something like that? Or I mean, Google did the Answers thing right for a while. Um. Well, they were the groups. Did they have their own little answers platform, too? I think not only did they have Google Answers, but it was actually, you could actually get paid from it, if I remember right. Yeah, answers.google.com. And oh, is that you actually, where you can pay for your answer? Yeah, and like I said, I, I posed, like, some really interesting questions, and, you know, then you would basically be like, this one's the best, I'm paying this person. Or you could just be a cheap-ass like me and just say, I don't like any of them, and then just, you know, whatever. So, you know, there, I can see why nobody ever got paid because, you know, people just... So, I guess we, we had some problems with the phones and uh, not just change subjects, but to change subjects. Basically, now, um, the phone lines are open. You call in. We'll send you a shoe money shirt if you're in the U.S. If you're international, um, I have a lot of trouble shipping international. So, if you cover it, then that's your... But um, otherwise, if you're in the States, I will, I'll send you a free shirt. A shoe money shirt at that. So... Um, we have some questions. Um, getting off topic, what do you think about Walmart classifieds? You know, I read about it on TechCrunch, um, and I mean, like, I think it's kind of like the Craigslist and eBay combination. I mean, 
Walmart knows that, wow, there's a ton of spam for classifieds, for Walmart classifieds. Have you seen that? If you just type in Google Walmart classifieds. That's exactly what I just did a search, and I got spam. It's amazing. Matt, I know you're not listening either because you're at SMX. But, (laughs) yep, that's because all the Google engineers are at SMX. They're not not out there hand-editing the spam. So, um, okay, I like it. I like, you know, I'm a capitalist, so I kind of like everything that, you know, when people are just trying things, especially when companies leverage their thing, and they're a U.S. company, and, you know, we need all the help we can get. So, I mean, I, I like it, and I think they're looking at it from a Craigslist, eBay standpoint, where it's like, if users are going to be shopping online for used stuff with this Craigslist and everything online, why not bring them to Walmart and let people, you know, do their listings and stuff like that? Because now... Um, you know, they can also bring them into there, and they bring them into the Walmart system. And, you know, then they can market, you know, well, you know, because now you go there and search, like a lot of times on eBay, I'll go there and search for things before I go to Amazon. And even on Amazon, you know, Amazon's another thing where there's basically a a classifieds and a um, commercial service where you can look for something used, and if it's not there, then you can buy the thing anyway. So I think it's a smart move. I think it's a smart business model, and, you know, it's just going to draw more people into the system. Yeah, it just seemed like an odd, for me it just seemed like an odd, like Walmart doing classifies, it just didn't seem to connect. Even though some companies, they branch out into things that are just so completely different from what you would expect or anticipate them to do, and that's what this strikes me as, like, uh, like what? (laughs) If you were to classify, you'd expect it, but Walmart, that's just... I guess Walmart tries to be yeah. everything for everybody and dominate the entire U.S. economy. But. Yeah, they do. They've, they've killed a lot of little businesses off. But, you know, the little businesses, a lot of little businesses that were good have survived. So I don't know. Is it good? Is it bad? Does it clean out? I, I don't know. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's too bad. Yeah, I use Craigslist for classifieds. Here's the problem. Like, we just had a question in the chat room that said, you guys don't use Craigslist for classifieds. I use Craigslist for classifieds, but the problem is I'm in Lincoln, Nebraska, and I'm about the only person who used Craigslist. Like, nobody knows what Craigslist is. We're not exactly in San Francisco here. I'm in the middle of the country. And, you know, the fact is that, you know, 80% of the population probably doesn't live in a place that is knows how to use Craigslist, you know, very well. So, how about you, Jen? Do you the, thing that drives, the thing that drives me absolutely insane about Craigslist is the lack of searchability. So, say you live in between two relatively large cities, you can't search both cities individually. You have to search, or you have you can't search them combined. You can't search all of Craigslist. You have to search them individually. So, if you're trying to find, say you're trying to find something that's really hard to get and for whatever reason, you're not getting it on eBay or it's too big to ship easily. So you want to look at everyone who has it in your state or, you know, the surrounding states because it's within a few hours driving distance. You can't do that. You have to go into each individual uh, city or uh, region and search individually. It's really, it's really, really tightly local rather than uh, being regional, I guess you'd say. Yep. Gotcha. And All right, well, we need to take... Search apps, but. Yeah, we need to take our last commercial break, 
And uh, we will be right back with more talk. If you have uh, questions, you can ask in the chat room on Twitter at ShoeMoney or at JenStar, J-E-N-S-T-A-R. Or you can ask in the chat room, or you can call in one eight six six nine one six three four two three. We'll see you in a few. Time to cash some more checks. Shoe Money will be back in a flash with the cash. Welcome back to our coverage of the 17th Annual Golf Invitational, brought to you by SureHits.com. When looking for the right ad network, there seem to be unlimited choices. Go with the only network that targets the insurance industry, SureHits.com. Let's head down to the fairway. Here we are at the 18th hole. Odd choice for Ken Mitchum to not go with SureHits.com here. I mean, they are the only ad network that targets the insurance industry. Definitely a strange choice to not pick the best option for publishers in the finest category, but, oh, here's a swing. Oh, look out, folks. Terrible slice into the woods. Jeff Burns now stepping up to the fairway. And it looks like he's already chosen SureHits.com. Clearly the best choice since they pay more for quality traffic. And the swing. Oh, my. He crushes it. When getting ready to make your drive, go with a sure thing. SureHits.com. For insurance, it's Sure Hits. Need help improving your PPC campaigns? Tired of spending all your time swamped with spreadsheets and manual updates? Turn to Adapt SEM software to optimize your campaigns and to reach your goals. Adapt SEM is one of the most affordable and reliable tools on the market for improving PPC campaigns. Adapt SEM not only optimizes your bids, but also gives you keyword suggestions, competitive research, and helps to test ads all in one place at flat rate pricing and no long-term commitments. Learn how Adapt SEM can help manage your PPC campaigns better. Check out our free webinar at adapt.com slash webmaster radio. Sign up now for a free personal tour. Adapt.com slash webmaster radio. Can you believe how long it takes to order food here? Uh, here we go. Excuse me. She's not even looking over here. Great service is hard to come by. Whether you're sitting at a bar, restaurant, or creating effective search advertising campaigns. Um, excuse me. I think we need to go somewhere else. It's easy to feel forgotten, especially when your advertising budget is on the line. LookSmart serves up to 400 million queries a day with a side of the best customer service in the online advertising industry. Hi, how are y'all doing today? What can I get you folks to eat? You were right. This place is so much better. LookSmart, premium and performance advertising solutions. Dateline. Search Engine Strategies in New York. March 18th, 2008. The date where the pursuit of PPC would begin. What's the name of your show? What's it going to be? We don't have a name yet. PPC Rockstar. PPC like Rockstar. PPC Rockstar. We're going to have guests. We're going to have the biggest PPC people in the industry. People listening in the audience can give the information about their landing pages, about their sites, their ad campaigns, and we will tear it apart on air and give them advice that we know will make them a lot of money right away. PPC Rockstar. Live broadcast Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Find Webmaster Radio now on Facebook, MySpace, and Twitter. Add us today from the webmasterradio.fm homepage. Bam, bam. Here's more of the Shoe Money Show on webmasterradio.fm. All right, you. And I want to cash. No funny, funny stuff. Now, join your host, Shoe Money. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome back. Uh, today is... If you haven't been listening to us, we had uh, the CEO of uh, David Martin. People with two first names always confuse the crap out of me. Um, so, 
Hey, put your mic around properly, uh, Jeremy. It's <laughs> on the back of your head. Well, I just got my, our email about being kicked out of the Yahoo. Um, so, okay. So I just, I have to tell, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if nobody can hear me. Okay. So I have to tell the story of the live. So today we're setting up the webcam, and Brasco's like, you know, you should use Ustream. And I'm like, I don't know. I've never used it. I like Yahoo. It's easy. And plus, they have a cool API, blah, blah. <clears throat> so then me and Jen are, like, doing some testing, and all of a sudden, boom, I get banned. It says, you're, you've been banned from uh, – so I just got this email, and it says, Dear Shoe Money Show, um, by creating and using Yahoo account, you agreed to abide by our terms of ser- service. Pursuant to the terms of service, Yahoo reserves the right to terminate your account, otherwise prohibit use of your account. In that event, among other things, Yahoo believes that you have violated – or acted inconsistent with the letter and the spirit of the TOS. What the freak? I'm telling you, man, those assholes at Yahoo are never going to forgive me for me railing on them. And people think, like, this stuff happens to me from Yahoo. Like, it's just, oh, it's just a coincidence. They're just having problems. All right. Yeah, because we are both in there. The only thing that we did that they might not have liked is we're talking about using Ustream.tv for our next week's show. (laughs) Yeah. I wonder if they're still pissy about the my blog log thing or something. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, who sucks? So anyway, <laughs> whatever. It's um, it's a little. I just I'm I'm just like stunned that we're banned. I mean, like, all right. Yeah, that just, was weird. It wasn't like we were like streaming porn or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, other people were coming in spamming crap. It was uh very interesting. So yeah, Yahoo. Screw you. So um, now we're with Ustream, and I think Ustream has um, – maybe we just overloaded Yahoo, and they just couldn't take it. Because so, we're, like, on the front page, like, every time we did a show. So maybe that's yeah. why. All right. So other things. We should probably talk about SMX is going on. Actually, right now we should talk about our video sponsor today. So if you watch the webcam, you'll notice that me and Jen are both wearing market leverage gear. So the good folks at Market Leverage are sponsoring this webcast, if you're watching it. Not to be confused with the audio cast, but the webcast. So if you're watching the web, you see Market Leverage stuff. Me and Jen looking awesome in our Market Leverage blue gear. Thank you, Market Leverage. Okay. Um, Now, we should probably talk about SMX because awesome conference going on. I was scheduled to go and speak and all that cool stuff, but... Um, sorry, I just had a thing here. Okay, so I was I was ready to go with that, and and my wife, you know, who is, uh, well, I should say we are expecting our second child, um, <laughs> really just started losing uh, comfort in me being in Seattle, like so far away. Um, yeah. While I mean, you know, she's just we were just getting close to having the other kids, so I just you know it's cool. I just you know I felt bad about canceling, but I did do a video um, in my stead. Uh, which will be shown. Um, they had just Danny and Spencer asked me if I'd do a video, and I was like, sure. So I recorded a video of what I would have said. And uh, it's also kind of cool because they also said, you know, go ahead and republish it on your account, you know, wherever you want to publish it too. So it worked out really well. And um, I'm sure they had it. It was actually kind of interesting. What's that? Even better than the live blogging people do at uh, SMX. You'll have, like, your entire yeah. presentation all out there for everyone to enjoy. Yeah. It's actually just like, I, I, it's not even a presentation, it's just like a little talk I gave about, 
because the, the session is on buying domains for SEO value. And I was so excited because Danny is so cool that he allowed me to speak on a panel that I've never spoken before. And, you know, and, and uh, especially with all the SEO hubbub, it's just kind of funny that that's the one I was asked to do. Um, and, but I do have a ton of experience in buying domains that instantly rank. So, you know, that was, that was my talk. And so I'll probably be posting that video in the next couple of days. Pretty cool. So, so Jen, you're no, not at No, speaking yeah. of conferences, um, PubCon, I just got an email from PubCon. They, if you sign up for their blog, they send you an email every time they have a new blog. And I just saw that they put up their itinerary for uh, PubCon for November. And I noticed two things. The first is the first day of the conference is November 11th which is Remembrance Day here, and I think it's Veterans Day down in the States, which I thought was wow. a little odd. Uh, but also, they're having six tracks this time, which is like, when you consider SMX Advance this week is only having two tracks, and PubCon is having six tracks. That's just like, wow. <laughs> you know, I think SMX have, have, is, is really the new breed. I didn't mean to cut you off. I think SMX is really the new breed of conference where they understand that there's way more value in the networking aspect of it. And so they really focus on having awesome events for the attendees and not so much on like, I mean, I, I just, I, PubCon, I went one time, I went to every session. I thought it was awesome. The second time I was bored out of my mind. Same people, same talks, boring. Well, so now I go to PubCon. Sessions that you see that they did last year, and you know I've been to PubCon and the guy was got up and did his presentation. And it said SES San Jose on the bottom, <laughs> which is yeah. like the previous major conference before uh, PubCon. And so, and that's one thing I always try to do a fresh presentation every time I go. I mean, obviously some of the stuff I present is going to be similar, but I always try to do something that's different than what people have seen before. Yeah, I think that's that's, I that's what makes people really interesting. And especially with live bloggers that basically go and republish everything you have on your slides, it's really important to uh, to have something that's unique each time. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, with um, you know, with the whole event, um, with the whole PubCon thing, you know, last year they went head to head with um, that was SCS Chicago. Deal, wasn't it? Yeah. And yeah, SES Chicago. Yep, that was interesting. And uh, I thought they were going to do it again this year, but um, it, I, I think that I think SES was the big loser in that one. To be honest, um, I mean, I, I well, think just from a geographic also, standpoint. Oh yeah, Las Vegas or uh, Chicago in uh, December—it's a no-brainer for a lot of people right there. But the problem, what's the problem with December is it's December, and people have a lot of. Other, you know, family commitments and stuff that come up in, in December. That's why I didn't go to either this year because I had other commitments that week that were obviously more important to my family. And so I think I think PubCon actually did a smart thing moving it back to um, November. It's just an odd – November 11th, it just struck me as being an odd date to uh, have it on. But I see they're doing three full days of sessions this time. And then obviously PubCon on the final day. Yep, so there's a few questions in the chat room. Let's see. Have you let me go back. Um, blah blah blah. You like Rand's yellow shoes? I thought I gotta be honest, I think they're a bit weird. 
um, but they're his <laughs> trademark. So Very not for iconic me. Um, you look like a Smurf. I probably do. Um, mm-hmm. uh, let's see. Um, have you ever spoken at a conference in Europe? I've never been to Europe. Can you imagine that? What am I eating? I'm actually eating a uh, ham and Swiss with crackers, Lunchable. I'm trying not to crunch in the phone. I was just hungry. <laughs> um, what is the best conference in your opinion? I actually, of last year, from, okay, like, it, it depends on what, what you want to get out of it. Like, exactly. Just, like, I mean, like, I've already basically heard... I mean, like, all this, the speakers are now my friends, four years. I mean, it's been four years since I've gone to my first conference. So I've gotten a good rapport with a lot of the speakers, and if I have a question, I just call them up. So, but one of the reasons I got that far is because I attended them, you know, and, and got to know them and, and stuff like that. So, you know, I think, I think if you, you, one of the biggest values I get out of conferences is going up to somebody who works at Technorati or at um, Google and getting their business card and saying hi and, you know, and then... You know, when you need a contact inside those companies, you have it, and they remember you, and they write you back. And to me, that is by far the biggest value, is just, you know, talking to these people and introducing yourself. I can't say how many people I've helped or established a business relationship with, just I've met them at conferences, and I mean, I, I get way more out of the people at conferences than I ever do from the conference. Now, that's now. I mean, like, you're, but the conference made that possible. Exactly. There's, I mean, you can. It's so much easier to do networking at a conference that you could never possibly do when you're just sitting at your computer all day. You know, there, there's people. You know, we'll go and talk to Matt Cutts. We'll get a chance to talk one on one with him at um, at a at PubCon or SMX or SES or whichever conference it is. And if they get their problem solved, that is, you know, that was worth the entire however much they paid for the conference and the tickets and the hotel and the airfare just for that contact. Um, if he got his email address or even just getting a contact at Yahoo or getting a contact at all these different companies, even if you're not talking to like the person at the company, you have your in to be able, so you don't have to go through, you know, the email us, the generic support, um, contact email, you now have a personal person that you can go to and say, hey, I need help. This is what I need. And you get, you'll get stuff done a lot faster. And you can't possibly do that um, without going to a conference. It's, you know, that's it. A lot of people, like SES, if, if you're a consultant and you're looking for clients, SES is a great place to go to meet people. But at a PubCon, terms are pretty good. You're not really going to find um, a bunch of clients unless you're it's something very specialized because everyone, everyone who goes to a PubCon tends to be not a corporate person but kind of like the mom and pop, and they're not out there to buy the consultants. Yeah, okay, let's, let's uh, run through some other questions here. Um, what would the shoe do today nowadays with the changing Internet? I see so many people scammed and scamming on digital point and site point what is your shoe tip for the noobs to not get ripped off you know that's a good question i think you're going to get scammed the possibility to get scammed is everywhere i can 100 percent guarantee you that you know there is no guarantee of you know any transaction on the internet going through um you know i, I think at some point you have to hold yourself responsible in doing your own due diligence it's kind of like the same thing on eBay or something like that. You know, I buy and sell a ton on eBay, but um, 
you know, I do a lot of research on who I'm buying from. I look at their feedback, and I definitely lower my risk, um, you know, by doing that. And I think you've got to do the same thing on websites. I've never been ripped off on any of the websites you've mentioned. Um, both me and Jen are moderators at Digital Point, um, among other websites. But, um, you know, I, I, SitePoint, actually, um, I've, I'm a, a partner of SitePoints as well. In my marketplace, they um, were working out a deal. But anyway, so I'm, I basically am getting paid by SitePoint and not Digital Point. So it's, a lot of people are kind of skewing things because I'm a, I'm a moderator at Digital Point that I favor them, but actually I actually make money from SitePoint. So um, basically, you know, I think that there's scammers everywhere. And, you know, even yeah, the site that's make exactly money what whatever, I was thinking. I would just you know, say, you know, scammers on eBay and anywhere. You know, being that, digital point is, being that Digital Point is free to list your website, um, there's going to be a lot more scammers. And believe me, we do the best we can um, as Digital Point moderators to keep them out. But at some point, I mean, you just don't know as a moderator, who, just because nobody has sold anything before, if they're legit or not. So you kind of have to let the feedback system work. And, you know, hopefully people will, you know, the, what I always tell, if, if you want to lower your risk and nobody has any feedback, get a person's phone number, get where they work, call their work and ask their work, get a reference. I mean, if it's a high dollar amount, you've got to look at that as a, you know, as a risk situation like anything else. So, you know, I think the responsibility, I've been taken one time in five years out of all the online transactions, and I was stupid. I gave a kid money up front for some some phones, and... He never delivered. So, all right, let's look at some other questions here. Um, can you tell us more about Fighters.com and where you want to be a year from now? Um, a year from now, I just, you know, I just we're just solely focusing on growing with Fighters.com. Um, I try to talk about new marketing techniques and stuff that we're using. We just bought um, full-page ads in, in Fight Magazine, so that's kind of my first time at doing. You know, I'm really kind of doing a lot of offline advertising with that and just trying to grow with it. Um, can we attend the Elite Retreat if we are from Europe? Um, if we do it again, definitely. Uh, we, we have a lot of European attendees. I was scammed for money on DP, but I'm a hood dude, and we go <laughs> in on people like that. Okay. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I can, I can see how that could happen. I mean, I, I understand, and I feel for you, and I'm sorry you got scammed. I think you should call Sean Hogan and ask him. What he thinks of that? Okay, so there's several people that you know get scammed and, and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, let's see. Oh man, I think I mean people are making some good, good stuff. Um, do you see any other questions I'm missing? Yeah, whoever the U streamer is, who's anonymous, who keeps asking if we'll interview his company. I mean. Probably, if it's something that we feel that people would be interested in, but right now you're Ustreamer 15738, so, mm -hmm. you know, odds are we, we don't know who you are and never heard of you, um, unless you're Ustream, so um, let us know. Okay, so uh, what's the next step for mobile? Um, I think, you know, the Android and the iPhone have really shown what is possible, um, where you basically are going to have a laptop, laptop, stuff built into your phone. Um, you've had it with the Palm in some respects, but now, you know, you're really going to have broadband and uh, awesome web browsers and stuff like that. There was one specific NextPimp question that we had earlier. Um, 
I have to be careful. Like, I had one of my blog that talked about us selling it and stuff. We've, we're actually, like, in a couple, middle of a couple negotiations, so I can't, I can't really talk too much. Okay, let's see. Let's see. I have a question towards two money regarding NextGenb. You say you made most of the money through subscriptions rather than AdSense. What were your customers subscribing for? Was it a product of yours or an affiliate product? The actual subscription that we have on NextHimp is actually subscribing to the forums and being a premium member. It's basically like a donation-based subscription to the forums. Um, it's it's only it's nineteen ninety-five every six months. Um, it's just a, if you support the site and you like the site, um, that's what you can do. So that's where the subscriptions come from. We had seventy thousand um, in two thousand six, so you know it's roughly two point four million. Something like that. No, it was more than that. So, the um, so basically that was pretty good. Now that's really tailed off a lot. Okay. Um, oh my God! Some of these questions <laughs> riot. Um, are dot mobies worth getting? What do you think, Jen? Yeah, well, you're more the mobile person. Because, like, AdSense for mobile, for example, that only just was allowed to be used in uh, Canada, like, a few weeks ago. So it's one of those things I've been planning to play around more on the mobile side of things, but I decided not to when I originally first looked at it because AdSense says, yeah, you're not allowed. We don't want you. <laughs> yeah. So I thought about you know, doing some dot mobiles with the domain name, but uh, just never did. We own some ringtone-related dot mobies and yeah i mean like it almost seems like they're devalued uh as far as search now maybe i mean i guess that would make sense as far as like web search goes maybe they're do better on mobile search i don't know i haven't really played much with mobile to see if they're favored i haven't seen it if so and you know as open as the industry is i think people would have said a lot of things um if you know that if if it was favored i i've only seen a lot of spam so maybe as the domains start to improve in age and start to get links, then um, we'll see it. So what is a good tool for finding inactive domains with PR? This is the thing I just did a session on, actually, which was basically um, basically like finding domains for SEO. You know, we actually build a spider that just spidered websites, mostly educational and government and EDU sites. Um, or see EDU military and government sites looking for outbound links and then looking to see if they were registered and we found over the last three years something like five thousand total domains and and they used to work really really well um, just re-register them. Do I have a biz? I've seen you ask this like ten times. Do I have a biz dev guy that is a stud? Do I want one? You know I don't and I don't mm -hmm. know. Um, you know, must be the guy that's like, been watching your shoe many jobs, uh, postings you've been doing. Yeah, well, I mean, like, if you read those you postings, you kind of... positions and stuff? Yeah, we actually just hired a girl today um, named Brianna who's going to do a lot of the um, kind of the business end for fighters, like uh, kind of the PR marketing kind of stuff, um, and take over for me um, as far as, like, building relationships and stuff like that. Um, okay, so... We have, am I excited about the top affiliate challenge? You know, i got to be honest, I am and I am not. It's due the same time that my baby is due, so it's really going to be pushing it. Um, do you resale your tool and old tools? No. Um, most of the time, our tools are in violation of search engine terms of services, and I would not 
want them to be released. I'll just be honest. So, um, you know, that's just the way that is. Um, why do you not have videos on Shumani TV? You know, I just had that in case, and I have no plans to do anything with that at this point. We own a lot of domain names that are not in use. Okay, um, I like brandable. What, in domain names, what do you like more, brandable or SEO-friendly? I like brandable domains. I think it's kind of a duh. Um, SEO-friendly are a freaking waste of money. Jen, what's your take on that? I think I'm good brandable as well. Unless you're, just, unless you're just buying it as a throwaway domain, you want to go and do um, keyword spammy domain names. But if you're doing something that you want people to type in and remember that you're going to be advertising in print or that kind of thing, you definitely, definitely want it to be something brandable. Um, you know what? You know, think Google.com. That's very, very brandable versus, you know, best hyphen search hyphen search hyphen engine hyphen in hyphen the hyphen world.com. Like, it's a no-brainer. You want to go with brandable. And and a lot of those keyword domains, I think, are just, they come across as being so spammy now, even when they're not. Absolutely. Can't agree more. And I think that you've, you've seen a drastic deprecation in the value of hyphenated domains in Google and the value of them. Yeah, they kind of went out a couple of years ago, maybe even does three or four blog, years ago now. See, does the blog write itself? I assume you're talking about Jen's blog. Does it write itself? <laughs> no, obviously it doesn't. Sometimes. Okay, my blog does <laughs> write itself. It's actually written by a bot, and it actually just scrapes other people's content. So... <laughs> All right. Um, will you do a shoe money apprentice type show? Um, actually, you're doing one called the Top Affiliate Challenge. Starts in a couple weeks. Um, you think links is worthwhile? Buying links is worthwhile anymore? Sure, as long as you don't get caught. Um, what's your take on that? Um, I think buying links has just gotten so iffy these days that, yeah, someone says, as long as you don't get caught, but it's getting harder and harder not to get caught these days because people talk. And, you know, a lot of these domain, uh, link brokers, you sign up, you deposit your money, and then, bam, there's a whole list of all the domains you can buy uh, links on. And all it takes is one Google spam engineer to say, hey, I'll buy some links, and they have the entire list of everyone who's selling selling links and page rank basically. So I think I think you see a lot more link building going very, very underground where it's, you know, deals brokered between individuals rather than through networks. Wait, somebody's dedicated about putting the, the shoe money symbol in my pool. Um, no, it was just it just came as a regular thing and I just put it at the bottom. Um, okay. Does Azugo still curl your toes? Yes, they do, actually. Um, okay, what else do we have? What's your feeling towards services like FriendFeed? I think, what do you think about FriendFeed? I think we talked about this last week because I had signed up for it. And, you know, when you compare it to Twitter, there are, you know, so many more people on Twitter than there are on FriendFeed. I've, I think since I signed up for FriendFeed, I think I've only gone there maybe three or four times, and I think all those times were when Twitter was down. It's not, it's it, it hasn't hit that tipping point that Twitter has hit and is 
you know, failing to maintain at the moment. Okay. I don't know nothing about friend feed. I'm just being honest. Um, do you make internet gold from next pimp? Not nearly like we used to. Um, let's see. What's your relationship with AO John? Um, don't really have one. Let's see. <laughs> There's just a lot of really dumb questions. Um, yeah. If you see anything. Yeah, we are always hiring for fighters.com. Somebody said, are you hiring for fighters.com? We are. We've had a lot of problem finding quality writers. Um, we've only hired three so far. Uh, we have a, quite a budget for paying staff writers. Unfortunately, um, do not have a, can't find quality writers for MMA content. Um, somebody really loves Zoogle ads. So, it says uh, the Zugalads curling my toes. You know, Zugalads was one of the first companies I ever worked with, and um, actually one of the first affiliate companies I've ever worked with. And I've had a relationship with the owners of Zugalads for a long time. And um, even though they got outbid um, in advertising on my blog, you know, I mean, I still have a really close relationship with them. And we talk a lot about the industry. They're very, Joe and Alex are extremely sharp guys. And, um, yeah, so I, I look forward to always having a good relationship with them in and outside of business. All right. Um, do you think Google Analytics uses feed burner stats to rank websites, Jen? Well, I think I, – I bet you there's something in uh, with FeedBurner that it is tracking how many people are following certain blogs and maybe – Maybe not ranking them higher, but definitely maybe indexing them more or indexing them faster in Google, the Google main search. Not talking about the Google blog search, which it's, you know, it, it uh, indexes your new blog content incredibly fast. But on Google.com, it might not help it rank higher, but I bet you it helps it rank faster or index faster at yep. least. The uh, spam bot's going to kick Brasco out in a minute if he keeps spamming all these uh, advertisers. <laughs> all right. Um, <laughs> keyword discovery, worthless. You know, I have a really good friend at Keyword Discovery, Becky Ryan, um, and she's awesome, and I signed up for it, and I, it hasn't really done anything for me. I'm just going to be honest. So I paid like 100 bucks a month for it. But it has, it has Becky that works there, but otherwise, and she's awesome. Um, I, I don't, I mean, like as a service, I don't, I'm not really impressed with it. Um, let's see. Who else do we have? Does anyone use eBay as an affiliate network? My earnings are dropping huge. I don't think, I think they're losing cookies. eBay will not address the issue. You know, I honestly don't use eBay anymore. Um, I got a lifetime full of eBay when we had auction ads. <laughs> I'm pretty good there. So I, I know a lot of people are very upset. Um, yeah, I was just wow. going to say Pepper Jam just launched their uh, their eBay affiliate program, so it might be something to look into. Um, I've been approved for it, but I haven't actually got a chance to put my links out there yet to see how it performs. Yeah, I think the one thing Pepper Jam needs to do is um, implement geotargeting. I think, uh, you know, a lot of people, um, you know, the, the thing that I think really makes cool, what we did that a lot of people really like, I should say, is, you know, we automatically would geotarget for the user. So if somebody clicked a link and they weren't inside the U.S., then it would 
you know, we had relationships with 14 different companies that were inside eBay. Maybe it was 12, something like that. So, you know, they're just now doing eBay US, which is awesome. Um, but I really think that they they need to, you know, once they get that, plus they're going through eBay. So, I mean, if you're having trouble with eBay, you're going to have trouble with anyone who's going through eBay. So, you know, just, just you know, whether it's any of the other companies, I think Never Blue Ads got kicked out of the eBay program, maybe not. Um, but I think that was the only other person that had it. So, um, okay, like, whoever it is who keeps asking me about CTR.com, I have no freaking clue, dude. Um, I would say it's worth a lot. All right. <laughs> Hopefully you'll stop asking. Let's see. I don't know. There's been a flurry of questions. Uh, I know. A lot, of them, a lot of them cracking on, like, people. Let's see. The, what was the question about John Reese? Let me scroll up for that one because... John Reese. Well, 